This is the Giraffes Don't Eat Steak podcast, a show that brings you marketing stories, tips, hints, and much more. A treat for those who want to succeed in business or marketers who just want to learn. Hello, Alex. Hello, long time no see. It's been a while. You keep <laughs> it up. How's it going? You good? Having a good day? All good so far. Rain has just stopped, which is lovely. Nice. You're in your conservatory today. Yes, I can take the dog for a walk. He will and... not walk if it's raining. Little oh, stubborn yeah. dog. Yeah, he's, he's a very precious dog at the moment, sounds like. <laughs> I saw you put some photos of of him going for a walk in, where were you? Is it the Whittenham Club? Oh, into the, the White Horse. We like the white, white horse. horse okay. Yeah, yeah. We like it's it's close to here, so it's quite okay. a nice little nice little walk. He saw sheep for the first time. Was he scared of sheep? He was not interested. I think the sheep were more interested in him. Okay. <laughs> He's he a big when he goes out. Sorry. Does he get a lot of attention when he goes out? Oh, too much. Oh, so cute, so cute, so cute. It's quite disgusting, actually. And then he That's doesn't... Exactly what you do to other things, by the way, Eric. <laughs> I Just know, I know. You so anyway. <laughs> now he's... Um... Yeah, he just... He, he walks five steps and then he wants to be picked up. He's like, enough. He doesn't like lots of people or, like, he just gets overwhelmed. So yeah. he's, he's fine if it's like just the empty field or whatever. But as soon as there's other people or dogs, then he comes straight away once we picked him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, I've been thinking about, and it's about, talk, brings our topic, is whether I get a dog walker for him or whether I should just keep doing it myself, right? Because sometimes I'm busy. Sometimes I'm in meetings back to back the whole day. Yeah. And I've been looking at whether I should outsource. People will actually come to the house and take him for a walk and then bring him back, right? And so um, what, what's the pros and cons for your, well, at the moment in your decision-making, what's the pros and cons? Is that what you're thinking about? Is it worth it from a time point of view, money point of view, access, um, something, is it better for him in terms of amount of walk time he gets? exactly and it's exactly what we think about whether we're outsourcing our marketing right same decision making well firstly for me is trust right because I'm trusting my baby with with somebody and then it's the same with marketing right you're trusting your brand or somebody else you're trusting your voice you're trusting your imagery whatever you're outsourcing you have you're trusting with someone else I mean there is a layer that you kind of you can check it before you let it out into the world but there is still that trust element exactly yeah i mean the the trust it's uh so yeah i mean i was recently doing a project where i had to say goodbye to the the team that i was working with the external the the external resource because they they just were not delivering as agreed and the quality that we agreed upon so from that point of view you know it was it's really frustrating because you never want that to happen. But having an external resource does mean that you can you can just say goodbye and find something else in a short short time frame. In in um, in comparison to having a team internally and then they're not up to scratch. You know, it takes a, it's very hard to be able to move on from that team and hire a new team it, it can that can take months and months and months Absolutely. Um, 
So that is a benefit of an external team if you're not gelling or if it's not going right. Um, the internal resource can take a long time. Um, sometimes I guess that's, that's the benefit of the um, notice of the, what's it called? Uh, uh, the, um, we've both gone blank. Notice period. Notice period? No, it's not notice period. It's um, probation. Probation, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the benefit of probation, right? On hiring, is that you can... Yeah. But then the trick is to make the decision, pull the trigger quickly, because you'll quickly know whether it's working or not. You know, don't don't keep trying, trying, trying. I've had um, some examples, not me. Well, I have had some horror stories with my own hiring, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> not you, Alex. You were not a horror <laughs> story. But um, I don't think I ever hired you, right? No, I never no. hired you. But... Um, some people I've worked with have kept extending probation periods, right? And you're like, oh, come on. You kind of saw the writing on the wall. Why are you extending? So it's about pulling. And even with, no, same with supplies, right? Even with outsourcing, if it's not working, pull the trigger quickly. Don't yeah. keep trying, trying, trying. Because yeah. you can burn through a lot of cash and still get nowhere. No, exactly. And the, the onus is on you the hirer uh, to make that decision um and you just need to yeah be brave <laughs> and do it i mean this recent project that i did it set set me back probably nearly three weeks or something like that when i already had a relatively tightish deadline but ultimately it was worth it it was a bit of a it was a quite a bit of a pain whilst it was happening but the end product now is much better so i'm 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 very happy i did that um <clears throat> and yeah you just i think there was a time when maybe i would have fought it a little bit more mm. painful process where i realized that it's much better just to pull the pull the band-aid pull the plaster off as quick pull as you can plaster. yeah yeah, we're wiser now. We've been through the we've been through the pain. We we're a little bit wiser. Yeah, exactly. But also with the external teams, um, they they they're just brilliant. They are brilliant for small businesses as well. I mean, I think it's a it's a great way to um, get you where you're you're needing to go. And eventually, if you if that's the type of business you want to grow. You can start bringing resource in slowly as, as as it as your business builds. But some people don't want to do that either. And some people would like just to rather um, have external teams. It depends on what your preference is. Me personally, if I was running a business just by myself, I wouldn't want to be managing people. Really, it's not really my style. It's not really what I'd like to do. Um, and I would be much more comfortable running my own thing with external teams. And I think that actually is just a preference thing for me. I, I know other people who would rather build people around them mm. um, and have and have internal staff. And that's it would be something that works for someone else. But for me, it wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, from a small business perspective, that it's it's also projections, right? Because it's 
as a business owner worrying about your own revenue and whether you can pay your bills and and that is is one thing right making sure your house stays in order but when you start employing people you start mm. there's an accountability i don't i think you need to be sure on your revenue streams on your projections that that you're not i mean you don't want to not feed yourself because you've got staff to pay yeah. Um, so I think for small business, that's really where the line is. Number one, do you have enough work for them? Because for a full-time employee, they need to be busy, right? You need to have enough work. If you just have ad hoc jobs, it's probably better to to outsource. Oh, yeah. Um, but even then, you can build a relationship with your outsource partner that they start understanding your brand, perhaps with a future opportunity that when things turn for your business, you can bring them on board yeah. more, right? And I think, again, something you just touched on, is it's about the relationships that you build because you you, you can, like you said, after a while, build a really good relationship with, the, with that team where they almost become, they've become an extension because you've been working with them a while and you've taken the time to build that relationship and understanding, business understanding and brand understanding as well um and then it can almost become part of an internal team effectively because of the journey you've taken them on and that's i think that's an important point because it has to be that i think too many people send a brief um yeah. if you think about a copywriter right you send a brief write me a blog on blah 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 it comes back and then you rewrite it right you you fix it in the tone of voice you wanted or there's some context that's wrong whatever but you never go back right you never feed back mm. i changed these things because of this so you're not training them which means every time you're going to get the same problem if yes. you're not if you're not having that conversation back going I changed it for this reason. This is not the tone of voice we use, or we don't really want to say experts, or that's not a word we like. Whatever you have to feed back, or else you're going to get the same stuff to fix every single time. And I think that's a lot of the time when people outsource, they forget that back step, they forget that feedback loop in order to improve the quality for yes. the next time. Would yes, you, do you agree? I would absolutely agree. And there's even benefit in not making those changes yourself, going yeah. back with those comments rather than making the changes because that's more of a steeper learning curve for them. Again, I understand that sometimes you need that post out yesterday. Quickly, yeah. But uh, then do it after the fact, right? Yeah. So uh, no, I think that's a great point. And <clears throat> there, nobody is psychic. No. even if you're working with the with a brilliant brilliant team exactly what you want um and it's interesting because if it was a staff member you would take the time right if it was a full-time employed staff member internal you would take the time to talk them through it and say this is our brand voice and this is why i want to change or whatever and so we think the work will be less with outsourcing but it's initially it's not why do you think that is? Because what do you think the key, the the principal reason for that is? Because they, you you see the that they're tied to the business and they're and they're an investment. Or, that probably or... is right because they are an investment. Employing someone is an investment. 
Um, and so you want to get the most out of your investment where maybe outsourcing is seen as an expense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do think, um, like, I know that we've had our challenges finding networks of suppliers. It can, it can be difficult, uh, mm. finding quality. Quality, yeah. And the, and the, the range of the costing of 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 um external suppliers in relation to others it's like it, it can vary a lot for example i was making a video not, uh, a couple of months ago and i did my normal scouting around i looked for about i went to about six or seven different agencies businesses are going to help me with with it and it ranged from like a thousand pound per video to fifteen thousand pounds per video for exactly the same thing um so there's also a huge it's it's difficult to find the right balance between am i being am i getting the, a good value for money uh or like what quality do like i don't know if I, it's hard to explain exactly what i mean but it, there's a lot of work that you have to do to understand the value that someone and they almost forget about what the cost is i guess if you can obviously you have to because when they said fifteen thousand pounds to me for a 30 second video i was like no straight away that was just a deal breaker i don't care if you've got oscars or whatever uh it doesn't matter it's too much um but there's a you need to do a lot of groundwork and research in to various different options one do you get on with the person that's always a big one for me b is it within your budget or is it something that you could maybe tweak a little bit more c do they seem to have the right quality or style that matches with you because maybe it might be that they don't have the right style they are brilliant but their style doesn't quite make, match your brand stop you can't really like push the the square peg into the round hole then it's never going to work you need to find that right balance as well so is that not exactly the same considerations when you hire someone yeah it is it is isn't it but we take the time when we hire someone where most people are much more open to doing the interviews doing the research asking the questions but we're much quicker when we want something designed to go on fiber and take the first person who wants to do it for two pounds. Yes, that's true. Like, it's so interesting, isn't it? We Like, there's no research. Do you remember we we did that once? We got a, many, a couple of years back, we got a fiber logo and then found out it just copied it from someone else's yeah. website. Yeah. Um, and luckily we found out, right, before we went to present it to the clients. Yes. That would have been a disaster. That would have been a disaster. But how many people don't do that work, right? No, exactly. They're, they're, you need to do your due diligence. But it, it does, I, I think it is vital that you need to you need to shop around. You mm. go to the first person that you see. And I'm, so I'm trying to get an ad hoc designer now because you know my design skills are zero um, as I've been told many times so uh, I'm trying to get someone just to help me on an ad hoc basis because I don't have enough for full time but I need you know I need a little bit of help and I'm thinking about do I 
build a relationship with a person, right? So that they, they might go to, they start understanding my brand. But there's also these agencies now, right? That offer you unlimited designs for 50 pounds a month or whatever. Um, that I'm also investigating, right? Thinking, well, maybe that's the way. Because then you have a backup if that, if you're, you know, if it's a team and the designer's off sick and you need something at least, you know, there's a, there's a team to do it. Whereas if you just have a one, a one person, you, you know, and they yeah. you know, sickness happens and all that kind of stuff, but then you're kind of stuck. Yeah. So, so there's also that kind of understanding in terms of outsourcing. Do you outsource to, to single person or, or multiple? Or do you go the, the group route? Sometimes it's cheaper to go the, um, the group benefit route, right? Because then they've got enough work to pay people full time, really, mm-hmm. but just not on your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you had experience with that? Have you? Um, I haven't. I haven't done too much with the with the uh, from a design point of view. No. I know you do most of your design yourself. That's the thing. So design's not a good <laughs> example for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done like no, not not particularly. Like, I've most I've mostly try and. I think my preference is try and find the person, mm. um, especially if it comes from a design point of view, because I know exactly what I want. But um, and, and even that's important, right? I mean, our most successful TV production relationship was with an agency that knew how to handle us exactly. We knew the quality would be perfect. We knew we knew the the deadlines would be met. We knew the price would be perfect and they handled us well because we're we're both stubborn if we say we want a white shirt with a black stripe on the collar get me the white shirt with a black stripe on the collar like don't offer me a pink one or a purple one or whatever like that's the shirt don't argue get me that shirt um and so it's also about how they handle you right i think that's part of the equation yeah whereas recently i'm trying to arrange a wine tasting and I went for, I did three quotes. And the one quote, I mean, I need, this is what I need. Wine tasting for 30 people for two hours. That's it. The quotes I got back had food and pot plants and flowers and like, yeah. no, no. Wine tasting for 30 people for two yeah. hours. Yeah. That's what I asked for. Yeah. And then the next quote was exactly that. We can do four whites, four reds with education on each. Um, included is a bottle of water and a spittoon. Oh, yes, that's wine tasting for 30 people for two hours. We are like, yeah. first one had pot blondes. What? <laughs> Why would I need pot blondes no, in definitely. my wine tasting? Yeah. You know? no. That's that's as like going into shoe shop and saying look i want some shoes i want some shoes and then they just start offering you t-shirts <laughs> you, know, yeah, probably, you know what there probably was a reason for the pot plants but i think it's also <laughs> they could have offered me the pot plants later like as an upsell yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> not stuck it into the first quote because then all i'm stuck with is this huge budget and i'm like what and then when I look into it, oh, it has pot plants and has, and then of course the comment is, oh, you can take stuff away. Not a good way to do a, a budget, guys. Don't don't 
offer the big price and then down sell, right? Because yeah. the big price is stuck in people's head now. That's the price that's stuck. Yeah. You give, sort of give them the variation. I can't remember. I remember we had a good example of someone used to do that. I can't remember what it was. But you'd get exactly what you wanted. Budget A. Budget B. Okay, this is a slightly more uh, enhanced one with a little bit more bells and whistles. Everything that we can do for you that we think would completely enhance your project. Blah, blah, blah. At least I can see, okay, this is what I want. Oh, okay, if I'm feeling a little bit um, flush, <laughs> I might go for the next one, for example. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I don't like that, just coming at you with a huge budget from stuff that you didn't ask for and, and what you did ask for is lost in this budget completely. I hate that. Um, and, and that also breaks down your trust of the future relationship, right? Because you're like, what else are you going to suck at me with? <laughs> As we're working together, yeah. Where else am I going to get all these surprises? Because no yeah. one likes a surprise. No. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of something else I had as well. Where I got given a budget, and because they were trying to re reach my my budget. So, for example, let's say it was four thousand pounds. <clears throat> at that so they said everything here here is four thousand pounds and then they had another page which was like optionals which came up to like an additional one thousand five hundred pounds but they weren't optionals they're the things that you needed for the project to be done like um voiceovers music or uh ready for tv or whatever it was you know it's like what i can't have a finished project product without those things and you know it this is really cheeky i don't like that at all yeah what would it be <clears throat> a better way for them to present it is to say we can't meet your budget with your requirement yeah. for your but actually exactly the same story but with different messaging for your requirement your it's going to cost five thousand for your budget we can unfortunately only give you this which means you'll have to do your own voiceovers, you'll have to do your own whatever. So the same information, yeah. but packaged differently for you to be clear that, because, you know, and we've done this, right? We've undercut ourselves um, to meet a client's budget. That's never a good thing to do. So rather be honest and say, for your requirements, I can't meet your budget. This is it. However, yeah. if you can, if you can't, then say, I can't meet your budget. Done. If you cut out music and we only find freebie music, then whatever. So give give solutions, right? Instead of just hiding it on the back page. Yeah, instead of and definitely having, not hiding it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, another thing that happened to me recently um, is, and it, it is an instant no for me, if you, I just like people to be honest with me and you know, just authentic so for example i spoke to someone they're like oh yeah so i've been on your website you know looks great love it your messaging is great blah, blah, blah. i was actually in the process of doing a new website and because this the messaging and stuff we had was terrible the website was really terrible and i said oh that's funny because i'm actually just redoing i'm working on a new website because this one's really terrible and the messaging really doesn't work yeah actually no like i was thinking that it didn't seem to really resonate with what you were telling me before. And I think maybe it looks a bit outdated. That for me, it, I, it's just 
terrible that's that sounds like a yes person yes 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 you know I feel like that's I, I, I want that makes me think that when we get back to the feedback stage of whatever work we're doing I'm not going to be getting honest feedback I'm just going to be told what want that Yeah. And again, all of these points that we're raising, isn't it interesting how similar it is between the hiring decision and the outsourcing decision? Because even in hiring, because the person is trying to get the job, right? They really want the job. Same with the outsource. They really want the job. They're trying to tell you what they think you want to hear, but it's actually doing them a disservice because you're sitting there going, mm, yeah. what else are you lying about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. How fascinating. So, Alex, I don't think we've reached the decision whether I'm going to outsource my dog walking or not. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be up to the pros and cons, right? I think that's really where do you need to sit to say, what's my style? What do I like? What's my trust factors? What's my poor doggy like? Is he going to like strangers? How much does he really need to walk? Does he really need to walk that often? Yeah. Well, in this case, I think you mostly need to think about the dog. When are they going to get the most doggy time? Yeah. The and then time. and then go through the recruitment process as I would at hiring a person, right? Yeah. And there's something to think about because sometimes you'll get a dog walker who have a million dogs and there can be there can be trouble between the dogs. Um And you do need to be careful with that. I mean, I can insource it and give my children to do the job, but I am not sure that I can trust them. And finding another child is impossible. <laughs> well, I'll have to wait, what? How many years till I can get them to walk the dog? <laughs> so, uh, yes, not insourcing. Well, I think maybe you need to give it a try. Like you were saying, try it, see if it works. Good trial period, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> awesome well the sun is out i think yeah the sun's going to do a dog out. walk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks alex chat to you later yeah bye-bye that wraps up this episode of giraffes don't eat steak thanks for joining us i hope you found value in our discussion and got some new ideas to apply to your own business tune in next week for another round of marketing insights and inspiration if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you listening. Catch you next time on Giraffes Don't Eat Steak.